Hi, my name is Regine and this is Wither of Tales podcast. This week's episode is written by Regine Valenzuela, narrated by Hannah Lou Molina, and episode cover art by Carissa Jane Rossos. I thrive in darkness. I'm torn between going out and staying in. I'm torn between hating and loving. I'm torn in between sadness and happiness. I'm torn in between resilience and giving up. I'm torn between forgiving and not forgiving. I'm torn between killing and giving life. I am a witch and people know that. They're even torn between respecting and detesting me. Some consult me since I am also a healer. All witches do. Our ability to heal is balanced out by our ability to destroy. We jinx, we hex, and we throw out curses especially when needed or when people pay us to do so. I hesitate to do this because of one of my principles in life. It is to only curse someone who wronged me, and a lot of people in this town did just that. They have taken away the only person who loved me, my mother. I can still remember the smell of fresh grass as I walk home merrily from school that day. The sun is just setting, and I revel at the soft, cool breeze of November singing Ring Around the Rosie. I am skipping as I walk over the bridge, watching the fishes swimming under the still water of the river. I always wonder how deep it is, though I have an idea that it is deeper than I thought. You can never hear anything as it flows, and as they say, shallow waters are noisy, deeper ones are silent. I just passed the bridge when a scream disturbed the silence of the woods. I saw birds flew out of the trees and the forest stilled. My heart pumped so hard and I ran towards the sound. It's coming from her house. I can see people from the town holding torches. Some even brought machetes and axes. In instinct, I concealed myself behind the underbush and watched the proceedings. These people are familiar with us. They go to church with them every Sunday. Another scream rang out, Beth. I saw her. My beautiful mother tied up on a pole with a fire burning on her feet. I bit my lip to stop myself from crying. This is expected and she drilled me ahead of time when this happens. I can still remember her blood-curling scream as I sat down in the underbush with my small hands covering my ears. I watched her burn. I watched how this town murdered her. And I watched as my mother turned into ashes. Young as I am, I promised myself to burn them all.
Tallulah. I heard someone call my name outside. I covered the herbs I just rummaged with my cloth and went out the door. My aunt is running towards me. Her whole body seems to jingle in every step she takes. She is my mother's sister. Unlike my mother, she is religious and despises the fact that my mother practices witchcraft. Worry lines her edge on her face as she approached me. What is it, aunt? She stopped in front of me and put her hands on her knees as she tried to breathe. My aunt is a beast and I told her a thousand times that she needs to lose weight if she wants to live longer, but she refused. She loves me, but she loves food more. That's what she told me. I waited for her to catch her breath and she does after a minute. The townspeople are coming here. They all believe it's you who's killing their children. I roll my eyes and let out a frustrated sigh. How will I even do that? Don't they have their wits on them? I can't even kill a fly. How can I kill a child or their children, I might say? I don't know, you idiots. I'm just here to warn you and you don't even care. She mustered in frustration. This is your mother's doing. I shook my head and warned her. Don't ever blame her for this. It's a townspeople prejudice mind to blame this on. Moments later, a large crowd of townspeople is outside of my house screaming bloody murder. They're looking forward to burning me too. I just smiled as my ever loyal aunt pleaded for me. She's saying things like, I am a good woman, that I am nothing like my mother, and that I don't deserve to be burned alive, blah blah blah. I let out a bored breath and commanded her to shut up. I hold up my palm and started. I am a witch. Everyone knows that because a lot of you here go to have your children's ailment alleviated. Not just that. Some of you even pay me to curse someone, which I refuse. So, I understand if some of you here would like to see me burn like my mother. You don't need a witch who doesn't want to do your bidding. You want a witch who does tough you don't want others to know, like putting a curse in someone's land who you want. I looked at the mayor's wife. She looks down on her feet. I laugh inside. Poor thing. She's ashamed of what she begged me to do. Someone here even tried to bribe me of a big, beautiful house in town in exchange for his wife's life. I looked at one of the counselors. I don't know. Maybe he wants to live happily with his mistress? They looked at each other, trying to pinpoint someone who looked guilty. One of you here requested for me to kill a baby. She wants to stay young forever and wanted me to do it for her. Someone gasps. A pregnant woman who is now protecting her unborn child with her hands. Everyone went silent looking at me with wide eyes. So, they're listening. I continued. You're accusing me of killing your children? How can you think of that when I only do your bidding? I even refused some of you here who wanted to murder an innocent through me. There's a reason that I have been given this gift. 
It is because someone up above, I pointed my finger to the heaven that I will use it rightfully. So before you accuse me of murder, look into yourselves first. Why would you like to kill me so bad? Have I done something wrong? Or is it because you just enjoy watching a woman scream as you burn her alive? Is it me who's a murderer? If you burn me, just know that you're burning an innocent and the killings will never stop. My aunt clasped her hands on her bosom, tears streaming down her face. One by one, people put out their torches and head back out. The mayor even looked at me with respect in his eyes. I'm sorry, Tallulah. He muttered as he put his arm on his wife's shoulders. I just nodded my head and watched him go. I breathed a sigh of relief when the last person crossed the bridge. My aunt fuzzed over me. I am so proud of you. Your mother would be proud of you if she's here. I just waved my palm and says nonchalantly, Nah, they deserve that speech. After the incident, the townspeople had a mixed reaction. Some look at me with awe and admiration, some fear me, and there is still some of them who are convinced that I am the child murderer. I just don't care. I still did my routine, buy my groceries, herbs, and other stuff I needed on my craft. I walked home as the sun went down and I felt like a child again, watching the beautiful sunset feeling the cool summer breeze on my skin and watching the wildlife settle for the night. I am about to cross the bridge when I felt a presence on the trees. I stopped and let myself feel this person's aura. I held onto my basket as I felt not one but many auras concealed on the trees. This town is peaceful but we can never get rid of the rebels. I know that they're the rebels because they're murky black aura. I only saw one of them when I was 13 and the aura getting off from, the, from that man was the same aura I am sensing with this bunch. I take no heed and nonchalantly throw salt on my left shoulder. This is to ward off bad spirits or bad energy. I continue walking home as if they never existed. That night. I am watchful of any movement from the trees. It seems like they're camping for the night. No bonfires are lit up for they don't want to alert anyone of their presence, but I can sense them. They bring that vibe of impending doom. I know that I need to warn someone, but I procrastinate. Instead of going out into the night, I decided to close my curtains and sleep. Let them fend for themselves. I thought. The next day, I am sweeping the fallen leaves when a man not older than I am called me out. I stopped what I'm doing and looked at him standing out outside the gate. He's tall, well-built, and has a serious look on his face. Without approaching the gate, I ask, How can I help you? He looked at me directly in the eye. A feat that not all people can do. Are you Tallulah? What if I tell you that I'm not? What then? I asked, looking him straight in the eye. He smiled. I never expected that. 
Well, I won't believe you. I know you're her. Your birthmark gave you away. Then what's the point of you asking me? He shook his head, a small smile playing on his lips. Well, they warned me of this. Of what? I can't help but ask. Of you being a bitch. This should be a hint for me to be mad, but surprisingly, it disarmed me. I like it when people are blunt with me, for I know they're true. What do you need then? He scratched his head. Um, we need a healer, and I know you're one. I considered this before asking. What happened? One of my friends got the flu, and we don't know what to do. I nodded my head. Okay, I'll just get my things inside, wait for me here. After getting my things, I went out with him to check on his friend. We're approaching the tree line when he stopped and said, Before you go in, I just want you to know that we're the rebels. I looked at him seriously and replied, And I must warn you too, I'm not just a healer, I'm a witch. The flu is not as bad as I had expected. I just let him drink a concoction of herbs and advised Tony to administer it to his friend every four hours. They wanted to pay me, but I refused. In exchange, I just wished for them to let me live in peace in my little huts and never disturb me. They agreed, and so I went home with Tony on my heels, whistling a tune familiar to me. Where did you learn that tune? His forehead creased. I used to hear this when I was young. A girl used to sing it every day. Um, it's me. I said softly. He stopped walking and looked at me with wide eyes. Really? So you're the girl whose mother was burned by the townspeople? I nodded solemnly. Haven't you connected the dots? Me living in that tiny house and me being a witch? I think it's pretty obvious. I shrugged. Ah, uh, I thought you also died. I shook my head. Pity for them, they didn't burn me too when they had a chance. Um, what do you mean by that? A wicked smile played on my lips as I touched the side of his face and said, you will know in time, Tony. You will know in time. Tony became a constant presence in her home to my aunt's dismay. I told her about him and she's wary whenever he's around. She still thought of the rebels as murderers and I can't blame her. There's a story circulating the town that it's the rebels who are killing the children. I put up with her nagging and just uttered a yes or a no whenever she's expecting a response. As for Tony, he didn't mind her and just do whatever is needed to be done inside and outside the house. The rebels knew about his whereabouts but didn't reprimand him. They're afraid of me. I still can't understand why they would feel that way towards me. I think I'm a good person. I don't curse and just keep to myself. I don't harm anyone or anything, do I? I laughed thinking about this. I stopped when Tony looked at me puzzled. 
I gave him a sweet smile and kissed his lips. Don't mind me, my love. Why don't we go outside and feed the chickens? They must be starving. The rebels' plans came to fruition on the first day of December. I am sweeping dead leaves outside the house when screaming people ran towards our home. The afternoon air smelled of burnt wood and other things. I sneezed when the ashes were brought by the wind on this far part of the town. Help us, Tallulah! The mayor shouted as he caught my upper arm. The broom slipped from my hand and I looked at him startled. I am not sure what's happening, so the mayor explained. The rebels are burning the town and killing people and children. I know they're scared of you, so I told them to follow me here. Not knowing what to say, I just muttered, Oh, okay. Go inside the house then. I don't know if everyone can be accommodated since the space is limited, but we'll try. I paced back and forth while everyone sitting on every space available inside the house. My aunt is now serving them with tea and cookies. Everyone's nervous. No one can fathom what kind of vile things the rebel would do now, but I am sure with one thing. They will never harm me. They're afraid of me. So what do we do now? A pregnant woman asked. I think she's in her third trimester by now. Everyone's voice, their predicaments, they're too noisy. I thought as I feel my head aching. My fingers massaged my temples, but I didn't do any good. They need to stop yelling. So, I yelled, which stopped them. Everyone stared at me wide-eyed. Maybe they aren't used to seeing me lose my control like this. So in a mellow voice, I said, Just calm down. We'll sort this out. Why don't you all try to get some sleep? You'll be safe from the rebels tonight, I said. But not from me. I thought as I closed the last door before going outside. Little did they know that I put a sleeping potion in the tea that my aunt served. Even she didn't know about it and is now sleeping like a baby just like the others. What they didn't know is that I'm now one of the rebels and as I promised, I am burning them all tonight, including my dearest loyal aunt Lena. I watch laughing as my house burns with the townspeople in it. Their screams of agony and suffering are music to my ears. I've been longing for this all my life and it's cathartic witnessing it. I delighted at the feel of heat on my skin and the smell of burnt flesh arousing from the hellfire. Unknowingly, tears stream down on my face even though I feel happy. These are the tears I haven't shed my mother. I have waited for 21 years to mourn her and I just made the perfect time for that. Right here, right now, with the people who burned her burning too. Two arms hugged me from behind, kissing the top of my head. Let's go now, Tulula. You still have children to free. I cleared my raw throat, but didn't utter a word. 
I let him guide me towards the back road where I have imprisoned the children. There's no need to sacrifice any of them now. I'll just let them be and see who lives and who dies. I hope they all die. The darkness in which we drown. If you like the story, click the subscribe button. We'd love to hear from you. So if you have any feedback, questions, suggestions, you can send us a voice message through the link or message us on our Facebook page, River of Tales Podcast. Follow us also on our Instagram account and YouTube channel for other updates. Just search for Weaver of Tales Podcast and don't forget to click like and subscribe. For story submissions, please email us at weaveroftalespodcast at gmail.com. Have a happy weekend.